0: friends. Just like the last episode with Alex Clark, this episode we're going to be doing a Zoom interview with those other girls, Mal and Bailey. So if you're a podcast listener, this does not affect you. But if you would like to go back and watch us chat with those other girls via video, you can go and find us on YouTube at Freethinkers Only. Again, if you're listening to this on a podcast, this is not going to affect you with watching it. Um, But just wanted to give that little disclaimer. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and get Mal and Bailey in. All right, guys. Here's Mal and Bailey, and they are from Those Other Girls podcast. Um, To start off, Mal and Bailey, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Give us, like, the elevator pitch of what you guys do and why you guys chose to do a podcast.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, Go for it, Mal.
2: Okay. So basically – The podcast, the idea is we are talking about life, relationships, all these things from a Christian conservative perspective, and we saw a need for a fun podcast that's like super girly, um, but didn't get really raunchy, um, something for those other girls who like that type of stuff, but don't want the raunchy and like the, the extra like liberal twist on things.
1: So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, our goal is for young women, you know, uh, late high school, early college through early thirties, neither Mal or I have kids yet. So that's kind of the the target market, the either singles or newly married was the idea to just change culture, change the stigma where you don't have to talk about dirty or cuss or be raunchy to yep. be cool. Um, so just to try and change the culture as much as possible. <laughs> I love that. I love hearing that. And I love that you
0: guys are creating an outlet for younger not even just women but younger couples who are looking for that outlet and also letting them know like this is okay like mm-hmm. you don't have to like what society is telling you to like like these are other things and these are just as awesome so hear us and receive mm-hmm. us and you know, we've got great things to offer. And, you know, we're not going to be one of those people that like strikes you down with the force and says like, (laughs) you, if you don't agree with us, you can't be with us, but you like, you're here to like, listen and, and challenge that and change, you know, this culture in today's world. And I absolutely love that. I love what you guys are doing. And that you're not alone. Thank
3: you. There's other people out there that feel the same way. And you guys get to put that voice out there. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing really quick. Um, that's one thing I do want to add, like, a big aspect and that I love is like when people like message us and i like, hey, I really appreciate what you said. I feel the same way too. Thank you for this. Because like you said, there's so many other people out there and it's, I feel honored that they feel as if they're being represented. Absolutely.
3: Um, so we saw that you have a snake and an elephant for the logo <laughs> and we wanted to know what the story is behind that.
1: Yeah. So Mallory and I were The first day we started talking about doing this podcast, you know, we're trying to decide what are we going to name it? What are we going to call it? What's our brand going to be? What's, you know, our vision statement, mission statement, all of these things that we're trying to do in the first day. I think Mallory and I texted like 16 hours that first day. And so we thought about color schemes first and landed on kind of the pink and grays that we liked. And then we talked about doing like a Republican elephant, but everything that we found, we just, it was either too copyrighted or we didn't like it. Um, And we found kind of a picture of an elephant that was geometric, the one that we, similar to the one we, we made. And then we thought just the elephant was kind of weird because there's two of us. So we decided to go for the libertarian snake as well. And so it's kind of a mixture of the don't tread on me snake and the Republican elephant. And my husband and I just made it out of lines so that's awesome I love that I love
0: hearing the story and I like that you added like the geometric because like that still kind of has like that like pop culture take to it because like geometric is such a trendy thing right now like if you go to Target (laughs) like Chip and Joanne and Gaines have geometric designs I'm like I need to have it just because it's geometric I want it like so 100% I think that's awesome and I love that you guys have that because it's like super like just trendy with everything
1: (laughs) thank you so
0: um kind of pivoting here you know Bailey you you know you said you're married how did you meet your husband and like what's the story with you guys and how did you know he was the one
1: yeah, great story. Uh, great question. So we—it's <laughs> a great story too. Yeah, it's both. Uh, we actually. So I always like to start with saying that I'm always on time or early to everything, and my husband is always late to everything. And for once in our lives, we both got offered a job, and I had to start later than I normally would have because I had a vacation planned, and he was offered to start earlier than he had planned and actually took it, which was out of character for him. And so we both ended up in the same training class at a call center. And we met and started talking. And at that point, I wasn't really a Christian. I wasn't identifying as a Christian. I wasn't walking with God. I wasn't a conservative. I had voted for Bernie Sanders in the 2016 primaries in oh, New wow, Mexico. I <laughs> yeah, that I was a compl- mean, I mean, I, did, I wasn't in 2000...
0: 2000- Eight, i wasn't old enough to vote but i know in 2008 you voted for i
3: voted for barack obama
0: so and yep. then we both didn't vote we both knew each other in 2012 and neither one of us voted because we were like there's you know we just don't we weren't into politics yeah. then and then in 2016 we both you know that's when we voted for donald trump
1: sure <laughs> sorry about that no you're okay so Um, yeah. So I had voted for Bernie Sanders in, in 2016. And honestly, it's because I had just broken up with a guy that I wanted to get back together with. And he had said he was going to vote for Bernie. And so that's why I did it. I didn't know anything about politics. All I knew about Bernie was free college. And I was like, sure, that sounds cool. Whatever. That's how they get (laughs) you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was 18. So, you know, it worked out perfect. So when I met my husband, I saw on his Instagram that it said washed by the blood and I was like, ugh, a Christian. Like, I don't, mm, they're all fake and they don't actually go to church or believe in the Bible. They just like claim to have God and like claim to be holier than everybody else and I didn't want to talk to him. And so I was out Pokemon hunting with my mom and my stepdad. <laughs> oh, I <as>, love that. <laughs> as 18 year old too. And Ryan asked me to come watch him play at church and I'm like, oh, not only does he want to talk to me, but now he wants me to go to church. And my mom was like, you just need to go. You, you never know, just go. And so we started dating and it was a very hard time for me walking the line of, am I becoming a Christian for him because I want him to like me? Or do I actually believe in the Bible? And the more I went to church with him, the more that we debated the Bible, we started debating things like abortion and gun control and political policies, as well as Bible verses, biblical history, the context, I mean, everything. And he's got a really good biblical knowledge and truly was a Christian who walked with the Lord. And it just completely blew my mind to find out that there were real Christians and that this wasn't just something they claimed. They actually believed it and lived it. And I got in a car accident after right after almost right after finishing a prayer, asking God for a sign on whether or not Ryan was the one. And he was the first one to get there. And I broke down in his arms. And I think from that moment on, it was four months into dating. I was like, yep, I believe in God. He just gave me a sign. And Ryan is the one. So we were married uh, 14 months after we started dating. That's awesome. That's kind of like how we were. We...
0: We weren't walking in faith when we first met either. So we actually moved in four months after dating and about just around two years of dating total, we had gotten married. So that's yeah, very that's similar, cool. very like similar <laughs> timeline in that sense. So That'd that's, yeah, a, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and he grew up yeah. Jewish. Was confirmed. Had his what, what bar, mitzvah.
3: Bat mitzvah? <laughs> uh,
0: bar, bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. mitzvah is for the girls. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Absolutely, I know nothing. But yeah, it, so it's kind of crazy that you know we both kind of had that struggle too with our faith, and I think that's awesome that you know I feel like God shows up when you when you pray for Him to give you signs, and you're truly in that conviction with Him. That's when you're more. It's not that He's not there but you're more willing to hear it and you take that time to stop and be like, am I listening hard enough? Cause I know yes. he's, he's always there. He's always talking mm-hmm. to you and he's mm-hmm. always sending you those signs, but you have to be ready to surrender yourself in order to receive that. And I think that you finally reached that moment. And I think that that's when he was like, all right, I'm going to give you like one of those
1: gobsmacked <laughs> moments. And like, you can't deny this now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the Bible says not to put God to the test and I didn't feel like that was what my prayer was. I wasn't like, okay, God, if this is really you, like I, I Test me, you know, kind of a thing. But I just asked, you know, I'm like, how do I know if I really believe this? Like, I don't want to have to break up with Ryan to know that it's for me. And that accident, like I said, it was just perfect. I spun, my tire popped on the freeway. I spun around in a full circle, (sighs) crashed into a wall, and somehow bounced back into this perfect median where I didn't get hit by any other cars. And I was like, Talk about okay. my worst
0: fear on a freeway. Like that is not,
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, yep, it was, it was bad. Save me! <laughs> okay. uh, it wow. was a literally Jesus take the wheel moment. And honestly, I ran away from my car with just a bruise on my knee. So it wow. was, I was very grateful. That's,
0: that's crazy. Well, that's awesome to hear. And I'm so glad to know that like your guys' story and look where you guys are now. And I mean, you guys moved what from, you guys were talking on your first intro podcast, Bailey, you're actually from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So you guys are experiencing like a move across country basically together. I think that's really awesome that you guys are doing this kind of before kids too. Cause I feel like we've done both and let me tell you, doing it with kids <laughs> is so much more stressful. The dogs it, were enough. <laughs> you know, like we could do go across the country in like two days have a kid, it takes 10 days. <laughs> like, oh. they, st- they make you stop to go to the bathroom, right. snacks. I, oh, I mean, I granted, it's, it's not as stressful in that sense, but it's just, it takes longer. <laughs> so <laughs> doing it without kids, I think that's awesome. And I think it's awesome that you guys are doing that in the first years of your marriage without kids. Thank I think you. that's awesome. Well, so Mal, with you know marriage and relationships, how... Are you preparing yourself, you know, with God and taking this into a relationship? Cause like, obviously you're conservative, obviously you're a Christian. How do you, with today's culture and the hookup culture, how are you combating that? You know, obviously the apps out there, there's Bumble, Tinder, like the, these hookup apps that are not meant for what they should be meant for. Like, We're not dating to get married anymore. Like we should be how are you kind of combating this now? And like, what could, what advice can you offer to younger women
2: who are watching both of us? Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on this topic. Um, I'll keep it brief. <laughs> um, so first of all, it's like incredibly hard um, during this time, especially because to what you said about the apps, um, sex and things like that are so easy now. Like, um, I've, you know, I've tried the whole app thing and occasionally I'll like redownload and then, you know, start talking to someone. And then the moment I say, well, actually I'm abstinent. And then I like, click their profile, like, oh, you unmatched me. Or, oh, why didn't you say so? And then unmatch me. Or I had this one person. Um, so I went and, um, have a picture of myself sitting and then like a picture of Ronald Reagan behind it. And that was one of my pictures in the profile. And this one guy was like, um, I'm so shocked that you would have this picture. Ronald Reagan was the worst president we've ever had. Really? And, and then just like, this doesn't matter, but it matters for the story. This is a white guy. And then he was like, and you're black. How can you as a black person? I'm like, sir, that's incredibly racist. Really? Like, yeah, it was really weird. So like, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on on these apps. I think, um, I guess the best advice I would say is, to I don't want to say work on yourself because that just that sounds very self-love and like um self yeah that all that stuff but seriously though like be selfless that's what I'm trying to say be selfless so like during this your single season there are things that you can do that you wouldn't be able to do during your um married season so for example like volunteer you can volunteer a lot more you can kind of just pick up and go and do x y and z um a lot more when you are single so I would just say focus on that and then also make um your negotiable and non-negotiable list and I think I've said this before so like a negotiable would be I would like someone who's a photographer because I like taking pictures obviously if I meet someone who's not a photographer I'm not gonna be like, oh absolutely not that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. um but you know a non-negotiable would be a relationship with God not just a Christian cuz that's another thing too When you're on these apps, everybody checks Christian. That's just because everybody grew up Christian going to church. But like, there's a difference between checking Christian in a box and actually like having a relationship with God. So like when you get to know someone and you start talking to them, like see if they actually have a relationship with God. And that also was a little bit deeper than even just like, oh yeah, I pray. But like, are they going to church regularly? Or do they even care about going to church? Because there's some people who swear up and down they're Christians and they're like, oh, we don't need to go to church. That's so out outdated and personally that's not someone that I would want to be with I don't that doesn't seem to be someone who is wanting a relationship with God so yeah so I would just like create your list with negotiables and non-negotiables and then stick with that and like remember and then also to another side note these apps are ridiculous like if you can avoid them but I do understand because like you do hear positive stories like I know people who found Christian (laughs) And are married and living godly marriages that you know they save themselves and everything. It's possible. Yeah. 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 Now, I mean, I haven't met any guys like that. Yeah. But it's, it's possible. It's diamonds the rough. <laughs> right, right. So like I understand people that like deleted. That's like a they did like a study on that. That's like a, a epidemic or something. People will like download it, then delete it, then download <laughs> it again, then delete it. Yeah. So yeah. So I understand if you do that, but just like go in, like knowing, like, these are the things that I believe. These are the things that I'm not going to negotiate on. Yeah. And um, even also to like people you meet in real life, because you can meet like a really nice guy at your work or something. Yeah. And he might not fit those qualities either. But just yeah. knowing like what you want, that is so important.
0: Yeah. That's so be, good.
3: It must be difficult because like the, you know, we haven't obviously haven't dated in a long time, but yeah, it's the, been a while. The, 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 I mean, we uh, date each other. other <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the norm nowadays is to hook up and yeah. it's like you almost have to like go out of your way to be like hey you know like that's not what i'm here for that's not what i'm about and people are like shocked when it's like that's not what you want to do it's like no yeah yeah i
0: think it's crazy because like even when we first met we met back in 2012 when hookup culture is still like a big thing and i remember in the first date i was like so why are we on a date? Like, what is this all about? And he's kind of like, Well, I mean, I'm not really, you know, looking for anything. And I'm like, Okay, well, I mean, like, we're not seeing other people because I'm not doing this. You know, I don't need ways to make me insecure and make me a jealous person. Right. I don't like that person. Yeah. I <laughs> no. don't need to be that person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I can't imagine. And it's like I feel like oh, there's a difference between <laughs> between being, you know like, possessive, and then also, like, knowing your rights and, like, your affirmations, and I feel like we've kind of frayed away from women being able to be like, no, I should be affirmed in this. Mm -hmm. You should be able to make me feel secure, and I'm not asking in a way that, like, makes me feel like, need me, need me, need me, but I also don't need to be seemed like I'm crazy because- normal, tension's normal. And it's, I feel like that's so just not even a thing anymore. And women have to be okay with men being with other women. And it's like, yeah, no, I, mm -mm,
2: nah, I'm good. Pass. (laughs) You are so right. Um, I have a quick story. So this one guy a while ago that I was talking to, and it started to like, we agreed on politics and we would have all these like really fun conversations and I was like okay I'm really liking him and um he was like hey I feel like I have to tell you that I'm going on a date and I was like okay because like we've been talking for a couple of months at this point and I didn't like he hadn't asked me to be his girlfriend but it was just kind of like okay that's a little weird he was like yeah I just want to let you know because we've been talking I feel like I'm obligated to tell you and I was like well yeah you are because (laughs) I I don't understand like what is happening here and he was like well you know like we're not dating so I feel like it's okay and like you know, I don't want to be with just one person. I really want to be with other girls too. Like I like you and I like these other girls. And he was just, and at first for a second, I was like, well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be mad. Like at least he did. And then I was like, no, like yeah. I want something. And he knew that going into like, when I would have conversations, he knew that I would prefer a actual relationship and I'm not like a dating around type person yeah. and no shade to those who are, but like, that's <laughs> just not me. Um, And I like had to stand up for myself and I was like, well, that's, if you're going to go on other dates, and you're not going to establish like this is something because another thing about me I'm not going to be in the talking stage for like a couple yeah. like six or seven months that's ridiculous so I was like if you're not going to establish something then I guess you know we'll just be friends and ask, text me when you have a political question because yeah. like I, I can't do this anymore <laughs> and it's just and it's unfortunate that like it happens a lot It happens a lot. I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess I know what it is. I think the biggest problem is women. Um, And, you know, we can take the blame for this. We have allowed ourselves um, to be um, not, I guess, sexualized. Like, we've allowed ourselves to give in to guys so many times. And now guys are just used to it. Like, oh, yeah, of course, she should be fine with this. She's crazy. Like, why would she expect me to want to be with more than, or me to be with just her? And I think that we have allowed that and we have to start standing up. We have to start saying, no, that's not okay. Am I perfect? No, I do want to clarify that. I'm not perfect, but I do try to like stand up and like, this is what I want. These are the things that I want in a relationship. That's not it. Then there's no point of this. Yeah. yeah and I, a feel like, <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> I feel like one woman, man.
0: Yeah. Right. A lot of those shows, like the bachelor are, is like the prime example of how women have allowed this to be. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the bachelor. I think it's awesome. Trash television. I'll be, like, oh, okay. I'm not watching it because I genuinely believe they're finding love. I'm watching it for the drama, but it's like, I watch it. And it's like you get into like week one or two and these girls are sobbing and crying watching the guy that they think they're gonna date make out with somebody else. And it's like, listen, honey, if you know that that's something you don't like, walk out that door with your head held high. Don't be crying over this boy because if he like, and that's one thing like Claire, apparently the new bachelorette rumor is, she ended the show after two weeks because the guy of her dreams was the guy, and she was like, "I'm not mm-hmm. doing this anymore. I don't want to go the 13 or however many weeks." And it's like, I know she's going to get backlash on that. It's like, no, honey, if you know what you like,
1: good for her. Do it. Yeah, like, yeah. We don't no. need
0: 26 men or women no. to out with and take them on luxury dates to then date them for three years and end up in a breakup because we didn't right. ask the hard questions. And it's like, we, that's like the culture women are watching now and it's like, they're not arming themselves with the biblical truth and the values that they need to have. Whereas, you know, like I can watch it and be like, yeah, no, not me. Whereas other (laughs) women are watching and they're like, oh my gosh, I could find love on this show. And it's like, um... Yeah. I don't think you can. Maybe some people, maybe very small percentage do, but not all of them.
1: Yeah. I think you can see the huge culture shift from The Bachelor, like early stages of The Bachelor, the first couple of seasons. It felt like they might kiss like the last three, maybe four women, Mm -hmm. and then they had their overnight dates with the top two, which I'm still not cool with, but it wasn't so much focused on the physical at least not on camera i don't know what they were doing behind the scenes Mm -hmm. but that wasn't the focus of the show it wasn't everybody sleeping around and who's better in bed and all of that stuff that came later on and we just saw it go downhill faster it started off i think much cuter where it was like actually people falling in love And then it just degraded into what-
0: I tell him him all the time. (laughs) When we first met Sean Lowe, I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's actually based out of Dallas. He was a born-again Christian on the show and he became The Bachelor. He was on The Bachelorette and then he was, I think he was like third runner up. And it's his show has been one of the most watched shows, most popular, most fan favorite. Hmm. And he was a born-again virgin. He did not do, he, with the overnights, he was very- I'm not doing this for intimacy. This is strictly to get to know each other and talk off camera. Um, his fiance, who's now his wife, when they did the whole journey of them before they got married, her moving from Seattle to, to Dallas, sorry, excuse me. Um, they even showed they got separate hotel rooms. He was very adamant of like, I'm saving myself for my wife. And that, I mean, that just goes to show if that was one of your most popular shows that season This is telling you what the culture and what people are truly desiring. And now Mm -hmm. look at them. They're still married. They've got three children and they've Mm -hmm. got this open marriage and they're open Christians. They go to church. They're unashamed about it. Yet they're still in the bachelor world and they're not being shunned for it Mm -hmm. because they were a fan favorite. And it's like, we need more of that in this, Mm -hmm. that bachelor world because it's not bad. And I feel like the show's now telling contestants like, no, you need to be hookup culture. Like we need the, the like not the coltons but like the the crazy ones that are out yeah. there that are willing to be risque on the show be all for the sake of views. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so sad that it goes down to that but it it's so crazy to me. The
3: fact, the <laughs> and that, that's that culture. Yeah. Cuz that's pretty much what it's like nowadays is that's yeah. like the accepted norm and you have to kind of fight against that. Yeah. 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 Pushed.
0: Well, yeah, you know, well, well, well that, that was I'm sorry. Sorry. Go
1: ahead. Go for it. (laughs) I would just say kind
0: of pivoting back to your other, like, uh, the one with Ronald Reagan experience for you. um, I wanted to ask both of you, do you think in today's century, I guess, era, do you think a relationship can work with two polar opposite political parties? Like if someone is (laughs) Democrat married to a Republican, do you think it can successfully work? No, not in today. I agree, one thousand percent. I I I don't (laughs) think it's possible, uh, but we know couples who are, and it uh, blows my mind. I'm over here like secretly, like, "Mm, I don't know if this is gonna work, people.
2: (laughs) So here, okay. So this is like my. So I personally don't think it can. I do actually know a couple that. Is making it work seemingly, and um, here's a difference I think. So like I, politics is my thing. Like I live, breathe, I love politics. I like to be in the middle of everything. I could not be with someone with the same earnest I have for the opposite side. Now mm-hmm. let's say I didn't really care, but I voted red. Then mm-hmm. okay, maybe um, I could be with someone who didn't really care and voted blue. But like if you actually truly care and you like have specific values that are kind of tied to your politics no that's impossible.
1: Yeah and I've got a couple of friends that I know that you know maybe one of them isn't very political or doesn't know very much into politics and so whatever the other one says they kind of just roll with it because they figure oh yeah we're married that's my political view too and I don't think that they necessarily know or believe everything that they're voting for um but yeah I think if you've got someone who believes in abortion and someone who doesn't, then you're going to think the other one's okay with murder. You've got one who believes in guns yeah. and one that has a gun at home. Like, how is that going to, I mean, you're never yes. going to agree. If you disagree on everything, how are you going to raise your kids? What I mean, there's just no moral uh, alignment there. And I don't know how you would make it work and, and stay married. And I even think like,
0: if you, like, do make it work, like, you can make it work together, but, like, when you go to family events, I feel like that can be a testing time, too, because I feel like we're all kind of creatures of habit. So, like, my mom, obviously, she's a Republican. She's very open about it. There is no... uh, So, to me, naturally, I was kind of already introduced to Mm. the Republican Party, obviously, back when my mom... know when we were kids our parents didn't talk about politics like they do today like my mom today is like people talk about politics like that is not dinner table talk (laughs) yeah and i'm like but it kind of is now mom like yeah it's not just and i think that's the thing like with me is like i don't identify necessarily as republican i'm more of the conservative because i feel like when you get to republican democrat then there's so many things that like if you don't agree with this then you're not that well it's like no i'm conservative this is my values Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus is my king, you know, and and that's Mm -hmm. my maker at the end of the day. That's where I'm going. I'm going to be with him. So at the end of the day, I'm doing everything for his glory. You know, however it may be, whatever he does through me, I'm doing it. But it's like, I feel like today, it's just one of those things where it's like, you can't be convicted as, you know, a a conservative or Republican and and truly agree with your partner. I mean, I feel like that at that point, there's a part of your partner that you, you almost... Build a sense of resentment towards because you don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it and you don't feel like you can talk about those things because whether we like it or not, politics will, at one way or another, shape in our lives. It'll do something mm-hmm. that we have to think about, whether it means your taxes, whether it's gun control, abortion, all those things. They play a role in your relationships. And if we aren't doing something, you're not talking about it with your partner, you're leaving your partner out and you're leaving them behind.
3: And Bailey, like you said too, with uh, the whole. Uh, kids, having kids, those values really portray, like, if you guys aren't on the same page, and you're raising kids, there'll be some some big problems, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: I just can't imagine, and, you know, obviously, I'm not a mom yet, but, you know, I think it's hard enough when your kid asks, like, hey, can I go to my friend's house tonight? It's like, oh, go ask your dad. Well, mom said yes, well, dad said no, and that's something basic, but when they're asking you real strict moral questions, you know, do you think this is okay, do you think this is right, do you think this is wrong, and mom and dad disagree, I feel like that kid is going to be messed up forever because they're going to have no idea who's right. It's like, well, I trust both my parents. I love both my parents. I think they're both. And I think kids look up to you and they think that you're right and you're smart until they hit the teenage years and then they don't (laughs) as much. But, you know, when they're (laughs) young, they look at you as role models. And so when both of you are opposite role models, they have no idea who to be. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I and know. I
2: always um, tell my friends, my male friends specifically, um, and, you know, not trying to judge anybody, but it, I would prefer, I, I think it'll be best for you to not date someone that is a woman that is pro-abortion, because especially if you guys have become into, like, they, there is no obligation to tell your partner that you have murdered your child there is no obligation so I always like it's things like that that I think would be a major a major like uh contingency or whatever yeah. what's you, conflict major conflict yeah.
0: and that's not to say that if someone hasn't had one in their past that they haven't had that salvation they haven't repented right that's not we're not saying that at all and I, I know you guys aren't either so I just want to clarify to both all of our yeah. viewers we're not saying that if you've repented and you've been, you know, forgiven by God and you've asked for forgiveness, you're not salvageable and you're not, you know, you're not damned in this world. Like you can be fixed for that. But what we're saying is like going into new relationships, if you are still in those beliefs Mm -hmm. there, that's something, you know, that's not going to work. You know, it's not to say that like, Hey, I did something in my past. I've regretted going forward. These are my beliefs now that's different. We're not
2: talking about that. We're talking about being
1: Being still on
0: on that. Yeah. Being on that. Yeah.
2: And unapologetic <laughs> about it too. <laughs> yes. There's some people who are unapologetic about it and I just, I okay. wouldn't date someone like that. Yeah.
1: But, um, and <laughs> I mean, you do get couples though that, you know, go into it as both say liberals and no re- no religion affiliate, no religious affiliation. You know, they're both agnostic or atheist or they don't identify. And so they're both liberal. And then one of them does get saved. And that's a whole different ball game because then at that point you were on the same page when you went into marriage and you agreed. <laughs> And now one of you is saved and starts to get conservative values. And I think that that would be so hard. But as a Christian, you know, we are set to stay with them and help them and try and show them love and compassion and God's love. And if they leave, then you can let them go, but you're not supposed to leave them. And I think that that would be extremely challenging. So my heart goes out to anyone Mm -hmm. who's in that situation. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. 100%. Well, that's awesome, guys. I
0: appreciated having you guys here today. Um, Before we let you guys go, we want to know your top three like Instagram accounts or just motivational speakers that keep you guys going what to keep spreading this message. So what are, what are your top three influencers or motivators that work for you guys?
1: You can um, yeah, my, my favorite three, we just actually did a, a review on Ali Stuckey's book. You're not enough and that's okay. Uh, so she's definitely one of my favorite. She's actually probably the first one that I started listening to. Ben Shapiro will always be like my political guy. Love him. I think he's awesome. And a third one, I think is Candace Owens. I think she's just such an inspiration and she's feisty as heck. And I love it. So I think uh, it will be really like, cool to see her as a mother
0: now. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm so a mother, excited. <laughs> but going into
1: motherhood. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I just think she's a super big influence. And like I said, she's the polar opposite of me. I am not feisty. I, I don't, I'm not as good at standing up for myself. So I love watching her. Yeah. Same. I'm not,
0: I'm my, my bark is bigger than my bite. Like I, <laughs> I, I have a lot of voice and I have a big character, but like when I'm challenged, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to my turtle shell. Like I don't want to do this. <laughs> so yep. I'm
2: on that one. <laughs>
0: and so Mal, who
2: are your top three? Okay. So first one is Ali Sucky. Um, really, like Bailey said, we reviewed her book, and I just really, I love that she gives things from a biblical Christian perspective. Um, the second person, um, let, me, let me think, let me think. Um, he's not really political, but I really like um, Joe Rogan, and I like him for politics because of the people he has on and how he really does, um, I think he really does try to stay in the middle, Now, you know, I don't necessarily, he's not a Christian and there's some things he says I don't really agree with, but I appreciate how he tries really hard to be in the middle and that he is willing to talk to everyone. I Mm -hmm. appreciate that. And I love that so much. And then my third person, hmm. (laughs) so many, um, So I'm going to say the Sheolosians. So they are a podcast and they're also Christian and they don't necessarily deal with um, politics, but they talk about like different things from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. And like they just talked about um, an episode. It was like venting is not... um, a spiritual fruit or something like that. And like, it took me a minute to actually listen to it. Cause I was like, are you kidding me? I vent all the time, but it was very convicting. Some of the things that they were saying. And I really like how they talk about um, just regular things that women are going through and um, do it from a biblical perspective. So I really, I love that podcast. That's
1: and awesome. then I'm just going to throw in here real quick, Alex Clark. We, we oh, met yes. her, we met through yes. cute oh. her group on Facebook She's she's so fun, pop culturey. So we we both do like her as well. <laughs> her most yeah. recent episode of like them touring the Turning Point USA headquarters. I was like,
0: she's my <laughs> she is. I need to be friends with her because <laughs> I literally do this around our own house. And I he's kind of looks at me like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, but she like if you look at her and how she <laughs> acts, that's me. Like that is so me. And he like. Ugh, I just need to be friends with her. Someone needs to give me her number. We need to hang out, <laughs> fly her back out to here in Texas because we need to just like rent a huge cabin and have all the cute servatives just get together. It'll oh, be, be so, so fun. fun. <laughs> I think that's awesome because that's exactly how we met too is through the cute servatives, which I think our yeah. movement is doing so much good for the world and we need
1: it. <laughs> it's yeah. changed my whole social media life. I'm, yes, I'm telling same. You much. Same.
3: Yeah. yeah, places much. We meet people and she's like, this is a cute servitive. <laughs> it's pretty awesome
1: and he's like it's another true. one there's another <laughs> there are, are dude servatives too there are dude servatives too not as many yes. but there i are tried them. to get him
0: in the group i think it's like meaning you know, i got chiseled away at it for a little minute <laughs> there they have a facebook group too the
1: yes servatives. yes they do oh. the
0: dude servatives have a facebook group i try i'm trying i'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> well anyways bailey and
1: mal where can they find you guys so they can find us on Instagram at those other girls podcast. Uh, Twitter is at TOG underscore podcast, Facebook, those other girls with Mallory and Bailey. Awesome. And so awesome too. talking to you guys. Thank you, you so too. much for taking the time. <laughs> and we love talking to you guys. We'll have
0: to do this again soon so we can get some more to know about you guys and more topics and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and we'll have to have so you on our show as well. Us. Yeah. Awesome. You guys have a great day. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode with Mal and Bailey. We are so grateful for their message that they are spreading to young Christian conservative women. Be sure to go and give them a follow. And while you're there, please don't forget to give us a follow on social media at Taylor Hoppes and at Randy Hoppus. That's H-O-P-P-E-S. You can find us on Instagram. Also, please don't forget to go and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Give us a five-star rating and review and please do it. It does help us in the long run. We can't wait for you to hear our episode next week. We will see you then and have a great rest of your week. Bye.